Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. Hopefully you guys can hear me because while I was setting up everything, everything decided to crash. It's July 21st, 2020, and don't worry, Deep State. I'm not going to say anything that they already can't tell for themselves. So today starts the roller coaster. Uh, We had said back in May that up until July 20th, we're going to be pulling our hair out, slitting our wrists, <laughs> screaming at the top of our lungs, saying, what is happening? Like, how is this even possible? And then I said, after 720 on 721, things are going to start to roll. Things like roller coasters. Remember, it's, we're not, it's not over yet. It's after Labor Day that that's when the lion is coming out. This is the part where we growl, snare, show some tooth, snag, and push, pull, push, pull. And the reason is, is because you have to let the enemy pull their own pants down. How, how many times have we said that? So I think I want to make it a habit of uh, beginning our show with something to remind us of just how important our nation is. And so let's do that because I think it is very important that we do.
I think it's important to remind ourselves just how amazing this nation was. Now, as we mentioned to before, what length some people Chris went. Wallace and what is going on with my computer today? Seriously. Okay. So that's what I wanted to start with, the fake news. Now, one person said, weather weapons. Tor, do you think that Trump and the White Hats are in control of them? We have been in control since the day he was elected. Understand that. We have been 20 steps ahead. I mean, for me, uh, you know, all I could say is I've been out there giving you dates. February, I told you, da 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 Wait till you get the signal. SCOTUS gate starts on my birthday. On the 5th of May, you are going to hear about SCOTUS. And boom, there it was on the 5th of May. I knew that on the 21st, everything is going to change. The president told you that. Starting today, we are going to be having uh, press conferences. Yesterday, I also told you it's hurricane season, and we are going to hear those words, my fellow Americans. Now, this is coming. Roller coaster ride or not, it's coming. It's here. And, whoa, I was watching the DOJ conference. I was like, oh, come on. It's not Hawaii because now we have unsealings. We'll talk about that. It's not, you know, uh, you know, Hawaii I'm really interested in because the corruption is sick. And for all of you that saw that creepy video that Jenna Jameson put out saying, who is this little kid? Does anybody know this little kid so we can find him? That was, like, painted in the face and then some creepy predator was, like, looking at him like food. You know which one I'm talking about. Right. It was super creepy. Well, that child apparently is missing from Hawaii since December 19th, the 19th, 19th. Very important. Look at what happens. Always. Damn. Symbology will be their downfall because they cannot stay away from it because that's how they signal each other. It's us. It's us. So uh, last night I was having a conversation with Scott Adams and he was like, hey, um, did you talk about, uh, you know, the judge and, you know, how her son or husband, they were killed, FedEx person. <laughs> we're going to talk about that, too. And oh, my gosh, you know, and then they found, you know, what do you think about the guy? And I was like, what the the guy that is just like Epstein, he didn't kill himself. So there's a lot more going on than we understand we're seeing the, 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 the top and today we're going to revisit my last week's show on these hemovores, how I was talking about plasma and blood. And, you know, if you pay attention to my shows recently, because a lot of people that have been with me from day one when I've been solo, it's like seven months in advance, three months in advance, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, getting the soil ready so we can plant those seeds. Uh, kind of like when we were talking about Venezuela. And I remember getting an email from a listener saying, why are you talking about Venezuela? Like, nobody cares. And I was like, oh, it's going to happen soon. You know, Venezuela is going to come into the picture. It's going to be a big deal. And boom, there it was months later. Uh, you know, how I was talking about money and fiat currency. I started in 2018 so people understand, so they can see the changes. You boom the market up. It's so high, so awesome, just to give a chance to the rest of the world to kind of breathe a little bit before you topple all of them. I mean, that's the way it usually goes. So where do we start today? I think we're going to start with Wallace. Okay? So Wallace, you know, all these people on the right, too, were like, oh, Wallace spanked President Trump. Well, as you know, 
I am friends with Millie Weaver, and she put out a video that was incredible uh, in regards to this whole thing yesterday. Uh, she's obviously demonetized as well on YouTube. She puts it on her website. Go to her site, millennialmillie.com. Look at the stuff she does because there's an insider in there that, you know, you know, sometimes when he, when, when he sends me the logins or where I can go, I totally love cold calling and, you know, phone banking for these idiots. So that way I can, at least out of the 10 people I speak to, can I red pill one? Can I, can I give them enough to make them see that uh, maybe they are not going to be voting uh, on the right team and how they need to focus. So I think I'm going to start with that because she schooled him pretty well. And like I said yesterday when we were playing that clip, I was like, what does Wallace want? He wants it spelled out with his speak and spell. Oh, I'm going to do this. So Millie put together a great video and we're going to play it now. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. So let's let's do that right now. Guys, she put it together so well. I am so excited because we were just thinking, what? How could he even say that he doesn't want to abolish the beliefs? They also want to abolish the Pentagon. And they also want to create teams to come and collect you. I'll um, drop Millie's uh, site in, in, in the chat right now once I put this up. Uh, let me start this for you guys. If it wants to play sound... Sir, he does not. He signed a charter with Bernie Sanders. Did you read the charter that he agreed to? It says to nothing about defunding. Oh, the really? So it shouldn't be a surprise that it soon began trending. Chris Wallace schooled Trump. The White House never sent us evidence the Bernie Biden platform calls for defunding or abolishing police because there is not. When President Trump said, Now it's gotten totally out of control, and it's really because they want to defund the police. He subtly suggested that the reason Democrat-run cities have more recently become unruly is due to the defund the police movement. We have had an undercover inside the socialist Democrats watching the behind-the-scenes pre-planning of all of this civil unrest using the George Floyd tragedy as a trigger point to escalate political discussion towards more radical policies. This whole thing is a bait-and-switch tactic playing off the emotions of ordinary people to nudge us towards radical leftist policies. I just wanted to say all of these graphics that you're seeing that Millie has put in the video are the graphics from their Zoom calls and training sessions. These are screen recordings and everything. Uh, having sat in one of their chat rooms, guys, uh, you know, you have to. I, 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 I was at the back. It's not possible that all, you know, 30 people right now saying this stuff really believe what they're saying. It was just it felt so bizarre. This is a nut and shell game, a street hustle. Sorry, but that is exactly what it is. On April 22nd, I tweeted, a little bird told me that the Sunrise Movement has blackmail on Biden that they'll use to try to force an endorsement of the Green New Deal. That's because our source within the Sunrise Movement gave us privileged documents and recordings, which showed that they were planning to blackmail Joe Biden with allegations of hashtag me too sexual assault unless he endorsed their Green New Deal. Like I wondered for a split second if he was going to kiss me. Uh, my friend took a photo of it. We have a lot of leverage right now on Biden. I was assaulted by a currently elected Democrat. 
We have a lot of leverage right now. As Chris Wallace snarkily pointed out, Joe Biden is putting millions of dollars towards law enforcement. I'm sure Joe Biden is going to let everyone know that he plans to invest $300 million into cops. So wait a second. What's all this talk about defunding the police? Joe Biden's website says that he plans to invest $300 million into cops. He's gotten a little inside joke with his progressive buddies because what COP stands for is community-oriented policing services. More proof that Joe Biden is straddling the fence, trying to win over the moderates or Republican conservatives. Wait, doesn't that sound like uh, abolishing the police to have community policing services? But then we had Wallace tell the president he didn't say it because he wanted it spelled out. Abolish the police. Like someone's really going to spell it out. It's like, you know, where you saw Snopes and all these uh, other, you know, insane, even even right wingers saying, oh, Wayfair said they weren't trafficking kids. So they weren't trafficking kids. Yeah, because they'd come out and tell you and the progressives at the same time. Biden is actually putting billions of dollars into the criminal justice system, including a climate change green police addition to the DOJ. This is creating his own little policing network of social justice warriors going around and policing with transformative justice and climate justice policies. You really think they're just going to defund the police and not replace it with something? While at the same time using language such as restorative justice, which is synonymous with the new abolitionist movement. The new abolitionist movement is, it's about transformative justice. Which is all about defunding the police. Non-prison, non-police based strategies. If we go to Biden's website, it states that his policies will reduce violence with data-driven programs that target high-risk offenders through violence interruption. In other words, data collection of the entire population parsed through predictive software by artificial intelligence used to monitor and assess the entire population to determine who is most likely to commit a crime. Hey, it sounds a lot like Clearforce, but I digress. All in the name of restorative justice. The way restorative justice is written into Joe Biden's vision for America is by definition transformative justice, aka defunding the police. The two are almost interchangeable, with the exception that transformative justice recognizes a form of injustice not captured by restorative justice, the heterosexual family unit, which they say is the source of all injustices globally. But that's for another video report. On the 100-page charter that President Trump referred to, it lists AOC, Catherine Flowers, and Varshini Parkash as contributing authors of the document. In this video clip, during the time period that the Minnesota riots began spreading to other states, we see the very same Unity Task Force members discussing defunding the police. We talk about police abolition, and people say that this is a radical demand. You know what police abolition looks like? It looks like a white affluent suburb. Dear Chris Wallace, the reason why the 100-page document doesn't explicitly say 
defund the police is because usually when you're trying to screw someone over, you don't tell them up front. But you know what, Mr. News Reporter? If you just did a little bit of digging, you would find that out for yourself. Such as the drafters of the document openly discussing defunding the police as one of their policy goals. I hope you show the scenario because it shows what fake news is all about. Okay. For more of my content, you can find me on my YouTube channel at millennialmillie.com or on band.video. So, guys, you know, Millie put this together. It's incredible, right? Uh, because these are the things that people need to be seeing. You really need to be seeing this because they're doing this right under our nose and no one is doing anything about it. Uh, not no one. The president is. His team is. And uh, a lot of other individuals are, too. What you have to understand is that the people that are supposedly our people, the people that are supposedly looking out for us are not. And that's a problem. Now, I wanted to play um, a clip that, as you can, as you will see now, uh, has been put with a disclaimer uh, this is something that you need to understand with the whole defund police. But this will go into what has been going on uh, throughout uh, the whole, uh, all of 2020, really. As you can see, it says the following hasn't, has been identified by YouTube as inappropriate and offenses. Do you understand? And would you like to wish to, do you want to proceed, basically? So you say yes. Advised. And they put that disclosure, by the way. So uh, before we start, I want you guys to understand how these psyops are being run against you. And this is done every single day on the Internet. Uh, you know, Millie Weaver and I got together with Patrick Berge. Patrick Berge actually created the software to hijack your reality. I did other stuff before Patrick Berge. Without me or my programs... Patrick Berge wouldn't have had a program. It's all about how they work. Now, they used to do it in, um, from the 50s in subtle, different ways, more aggressive and more, you know, nobody talks about it. It was always swept under the rug. And the reason this is important to watch is because you'll understand everything you are seeing happening in front of you. You're, you're going to understand why CNN, you know, didn't know what was coming out this morning. Remember, we're going to see the president at five. Didn't know what was coming out this morning. So instead of uh, saying, hey, uh, let's um, let's announce that Attorney General Barr is going to be announcing some charges. They did not. Instead, they put out a video about conspiracy theories. Man, you're late to that party. You can say whatever you want. You guys peddled the biggest conspiracy theory, Russia hoax. You knew it was a fix. You knew you were lying and you still did it. And you had the whole world involved. And that's BS. I mean, I saw Nigel Farage jumping in saying, where's my apology? You guys said Russia hacked the, the, the exit, the EU movement. Where is it? So I want you guys to take a look at this. Um, she puts it well. So to, she has like the most amazing producer ever. So take a look. Biden recently made disparaging remarks that if black Americans don't vote for Biden, then you're not black. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Rightly so, this started trending on social media, negatively impacting Biden's presidential run. 
So, what are Democrats to do? Deploy IIA, or Internet Information Activities for Psychological Operations. Cherry-picked incidents that end up on social media are amplified in advance of a trigger point. The trigger point can be manufactured, or in this case, a real tragedy. Once the trigger point happens, the PSYOP is deployed. According to a pioneer in social media psychological operations, the initial kickoff of Black Lives Matter was an IIA operation. From 2007 to 2010, I helped in pioneering, bringing the Army and the Force Psychological Operations Group from throwing flyers from planes to a more targeted social media approach. With my work in the Middle East is that I helped develop a capability. When the government contracts these jobs out, uh, in most cases, the contractors keep the intellectual property rights to it. So when we when we lost the rebid on that contract in Iraq, the work that we spent for the last year with the Force Psychological Operations Group, all the all the information, all the stuff that the database, all the stuff that we had collected for them, we took with us. McChrystal has a company, and he has the same products that General James Jones technology. That Stop. What have I told you about these generals? What have I said that they do? Uh, if you noticed in the first clip that I played of Millie's that she put up yesterday, uh, she mentioned Clear Force. This is where they do predictive analytics. This is where they crunch every single piece of data on you and predict. This is like minority report on steroids. And so, well, this is, I guess, this is minority report, period. And you should be very concerned about this because these are weapons that we use on our own people. I told you we created the uh, debacle in Ukraine, didn't I? And you're going to see it right now in front of your eyes. She did so great pulling up that video. That was once used to combat ISIS propaganda is being um, employed by a democratic uh, political action committee, a super PAC. And this uh, super PAC has enlisted the assistance of General Stanley McChrystal. And he has openly stated in this article that they're taking a weapon of war that was designed to counter ISIS and Al-Qaeda, and they're using it against uh, the U.S., against American citizens. I will tell you, one of our private security that's with us here today, he served in Iraq, and he told me he never thought that he would see a scene like he saw in Iraq here at home. So let's get you right to that video, some of the latest coming out of Minneapolis, where you can see many businesses destroyed, buildings burned, people have set fires. A sign that some of the looting that is going on there is not necessarily related to the main protests going on. If I was trying to stir up the riots, I would be sharing links to other people like, hey, look, this guy beat that guy, or they're doing this over on this street. So one guy can be like, a room full of people and all of a sudden other people join that chat room and that builds your search engine optimization. Chicago, New York, Denver, Phoenix, Los Angeles and here in San Diego, longtime activists say these protests demonstrate the public's frustration. There have been some bad actors that have infiltrated these protests, have started throwing things at officers, have started attacking. Some bad actors, all of them were bad actors. The only people that were stragglers were the ones that actually believed it was a protest. You know, those people that have been red-pilled now because they understand. But what you're going to see, the way she put it together, and I was glad she pulled footage from Ukraine, is these are the things we did overseas.
These are the things, you know, Bergie was on the ground creating this program to be able to real time allocate resources and shift the agenda. My end was working not with the people on the ground, but the people that made decisions. So, you uh, you know, PSYOPs are so intricate and so localized to your target. It's incredible. And right now, huh, they've put that target on you. Backing their vehicles. I am Sunrise's executive director and what our work has to do with ending white supremacy. Black organizers and multiracial groups of organizers in Minneapolis have been building power in the city for years now. You have teams of people that are going over this stuff to be able to identify vulnerabilities or potential exploits that you could use. And these campaigns that folks are running are strategic and they're winnable. Uprising including including actions like burning buildings um, are, are strategic for a moment to see all of these companies that they work with Ohio Student Association do you see that Black Lives Matter Sunrise Movement Movement Net Lab Student Association do you see all these all of these are Reality hacking programs. They infiltrate your children, our youth, to cause the chaos they need in order to destabilize our government's infrastructure. And they're winnable. Uprisings, including including actions like burning buildings, um, are legitimate and powerful forms of resistance um, and are resisting brutal and violent and dehumanizing systems um, like white supremacy. Our job as people who are who are organizing ourselves as part of Sunrise and as part of other communities and movements is to make sure that this burning energy doesn't only stay in Minneapolis and that we spread like wildfire. So last night, when that police station went up in flames, me and my girlfriend, we, we poured shots. We were happy. These budgets uh, put podcasts online. You'll never know that this podcast is bought and paid for by a sub by a contract for George Soros. Yes, you won't. How do you know? There are people out there on Twitter that the majority of the people that follow me and that I interact with follow. And you have no idea. And you're going to be like, well, Tori, tell us. It's going to do more damage than good. There's no point in causing rifts when it's not necessary. That will, you are starting to see it yourself. I'm pretty sure. All of you are. These hijack insertions, you know, operation gridlock. I, you know, I know a lot of people ask for followers because they feel that they need the following to feel good about themselves. I get it, you know, but I, you know, I'm going to tell you the more people you follow in order to get a follow back, you're literally buying into a psyop that is to congest your feed. You don't have enough seconds in the day to read thousands of tweets. You follow 10,000 people. How are you going to read 10,000 tweets? In one day, you're not. So the pertinent information that you want to see, you can't see. Nobody cares what your number is. Really, nobody does. It doesn't matter. I don't care if I had one follower or two followers, I'd still be tweeting. And that's exactly what I did. When they annihilated my personal account and I only had my Red State account, the Tory Says one, you know, I didn't care. I was like, you know, people are going to listen and they're going to subscribe because they want to. Because they want to see information. Because they want to know what's up. Not because... Because, 
you know, I'm going to follow them back. That's Operation Gridlock, and you guys have fallen right into it. Not you specifically, but, you know, in general. Because I see it all the time. Let's get this patriot up to this. Why? Because then that person feels obligated to follow you. Follow who gives you the news. Follow the people that provide you information. That is a whole point. They have flipped the script on you so they can congest it and you can't see it. I mean, imagine if there was no congestion, how much more of this stuff you would have already known. Because you're seeing, uh, you know, accounts that have been hindered because of Operation Gridlock, right? Showing you tweets from 2015, 2014, 2017, 2018, 2019 that they've been tweeting. And you're just like, oh my gosh, did I just see that? How is that possible? That's because of Operation Gridlock. And coupled with the shadow banning, how are you going to get your news? The auto zone is on fire. This is the third building within two blocks. Organizers on the ground need money right now. We got to move that money to our comrades. As soon as this system is brought down and a new revolutionary system is in place, then you put your life on the line. And if you have to, you lay your life down. I've recognized several people that are like literally all across the United States at different protests, busting opposition on that side and on this side. To me, it looks like it's a deep state operation. My concern is that this has CIA written all over it. We are only a couple hours from the CIA headquarters in Virginia. I'm an internet troll. That's all we're here triggering. I want George fucking Soros to send me my check. I'm an outside agitator. This guy, I recognize him. He was at the RNC. He's an he's a organizer for. See, that was the same guy that asked George Soros for a check. Occupy. The rally's organizer, Jason Kessler, he says he attended Occupy Wall Street event and voted. Stop. Occupy Wall Street. So I did a whole piece. It's on Loomerd and on Tory Says, where I was telling you how a bank called Amalgamated Bank funded Occupy Wall Street. They had signs about it. And guess whose money they used? Your union dollars. You work your tush off. You sweat so you can pay your union dues so you can have a faux protection to not get fired, to have someone advocate for you, to have a better pension, right? Because Social Security is pretty much whatever, right? So you pay into it. They're using that money to fund protests. Occupy Wall Street was a paid protest. That's when a little bird, <laughs> a little bird that weighed, you know, 40 pounds less than, you know, tipped off and said, hey, look, they have outstanding loans and, uh, you know, uh, they're, uh, not paying them back uh, kind of looks like BCCI and the SEC got all over them. Now, what happened when that when that occurred? They had uh, 30 days to come up with the money. Where is all this money? Why are they dead accounts? Why haven't you collected on these debts? Why, why, why? And guess who came to the rescue? Wilbur Ross, our Commerce Secretary, who happens to be sick right now. So he covered them. He paid for it, along with uh, a former Bill Clinton, uh, you know, campaign bigwig. So bailed them out. They bailed out Amalgamated Bank. So back in 2019, I started again with Amalgamated Bank because I got 
information that shows that again, they had overextended and they had open loans. So the minute I filed those complaints, dropped the anonymous hints, filled out all these waste abuse, blah, 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 money laundering, whatever, Mike Bloomberg comes onto the screen. And everyone's like, um, you know, what do you mean uh, he's not running for president? He totally was not. He was there just to pay their debt so nobody goes to jail. He covered it because the investigation started. This is how they work. They cover each other. Lord Bloomberg, you do know that he was knighted, right? So they, they pay for every single IIA because it is 2020 and the internet is how they do it. Uh, against you. Voted for Obama. I supported Obama in 08. I'll admit that. I even volunteered for it. I'm kind of a free agent. You know, uh, I kind of bounce around. Uh, I got a few uh, friends from every group. I'm kind of on my own. I, I don't know. I, I just want to be able to, I don't want to have these loyalties to one group, you know, so I can do whatever I want to do. I'm an equal opportunity protester. I'm protesting against Trump. I'm going to Philly. I'm protesting against Hillary. Democrats or Republicans, it doesn't matter. You know, as long as the check clears with these people, they will work together. This tear gas just dropped right near us. It's going to get very bad here if we don't have masks. Yeah, so I, ain't, I ain't peaceful. I ain't no protest. I'm violent. I was working a contract in South Korea with the Department of Defense at the time in 2014. And I saw this stuff happened. I had my colleague uh, who was really good at, at uh, doing trace routes and stuff. He trace routed it and determined that it was and determined that it was coming from the Ukraine. That they were using proxy servers to appear like they were located in um, wherever the Michael Brown name was. <laughs> Ferguson, thank you. It started as a peaceful protest in one of Europe's busiest capitals. Today, it exploded in now, wait, let's stop. Let me just put it back to the date before you see what happens. I want to put it back to where he said the date. So you see, it's February 18th, 2014. I'm going to take you back in time so we can talk Ukraine. So it was January 2014 uh, that the owner of Burisma was actually under investigation for $35 million laundering, money laundering issue uh, with uh, the UK and the, you know, UK and Ireland, basically. And so he was under investigation, I guess, you know, uh, they were a little bit upset because, you know, the Ukrainians hadn't chosen a side. And you're going to hear this in a bit. Like they tell you this, which is crazy. So uh, they were holding him hostage and they were like, you're going to go down for this because of this. So he calls up John Kerry and um, Joe Biden. So they're like, all right, we're going to get you out of the stick. Well, we'll fix this. But what do we get out of it? You know, let's get this. John Kerry got himself situated. Schiff got himself situated. Biden got himself situated. They started to go on boards. Suddenly we had legislation passed through at incredible speed through our House and Senate to give them $50 million to help them conduct elections, where we offered them 200, uh, wait, no, it was 125 permanent employees and 1,250 temporary employees to help usher the Ukrainian elections. At that point, uh, it was the um, deputy IG to the Justice Department, uh, Robert Storch, that had created the National Anti-Corruption Bureau earlier that was out there coordinating all these efforts. And lo and behold, California and New York come into the picture almost instantly. 
Here's what they did. Its busiest capitals. Today, it exploded into massive violence and bloodshed. Now on the brink of a civil war. At issue, should Ukraine have closer ties to the U.S. and Europe or Putin's Russia? Our team is on the ground. Wait a minute. Why are we deciding what the Ukrainians want? Let's remember, Ukraine has always been Ukraine, and Ukraine has always had ties with Russia that is culturally embedded, right, through religion, culture, history, everything. Why are we coming in and saying, oh, pick a side, Russia or the U.S. and the EU? Oh, you won't? We'll send our National Guard to conduct an IIA. And under fire in this fast-developing and breaking news story, Kind of looks exactly what we saw where (laughs) out on the streets in Minnesota. That's how they hijack your reality. They make you think that it's something organic, that it's something that just happened because the people are furious and it's all BS, all of it. And it's all a distraction because they want you to focus on what they want you to focus on. So, uh, Today, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but let's start talking about these unsealed indictments. Uh, They're starting to pop. Uh, You know, indictments that have been sealed for so long have started to pop. Now, uh, four days ago, I tweeted out, hey, you know, Hirono, maybe you want to resign because Hawaii is about to get super rocked. And what happened um, just, you know, what, a day and a half ago, uh, the... uh, they came out in Hawaii with this big speech. I want to play it for you because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's very interesting because what people don't see is what's really happening. No one's paying attention anymore. So I love Carly and I really like it when she puts her things together. So let me play her clip and uh, just so you see and I'll tell you who are these what's going on in Hawaii so you get it. So let's start this. Earlier today, federal agents arrested Michael Miskey and seven of his associates in connection with a sprawling organized crime investigation. In addition to Michael Miskey, the following individuals were arrested today. John B. Stansel, Kalana Freitas, Preston M. Kimoto, Michael J. Buntenba, Harry K. Kawahi, Hunter J. Wilson, and Jaron K. Young. In addition to making these arrests, agents are serving target or subject letters on eight other individuals believed to be involved in criminal activity. I won't say who received a target or subject letter, but believe me, those who received them know who they are and the, or the others will find out pretty soon. Now, as the charges I'll announce today make very clear, these arrests are part of a sprawling federal investigation into the activities of an organized crime group that has wreaked havoc in our communities for years. Some members of this group are responsible for engaging in acts of murder, attempted murder, and conspiracy to commit murder, as well as kidnapping, extortion, and fraud, and even perpetrating chemical weapons attacks. The charges and arrests announced today strike a blow to organized crime in Hawaii, and they pave the way for justice that's long overdue. And the charges announced today once again send the unequivocal message that I have sent before. And that message is, is very simple. No one, and I say again, no one in Hawaii 
is above the law. Now, to be clear, all the facts that I'm going to discuss with you here today are alleged in the superseding indictment. As you know, that charging document is available in the public record. It's been unsealed this morning. But I want to reiterate, as I often do, that the superseding indictment contains merely allegations. And every defendant in our criminal justice system is presumed innocent until proven guilty. Now, as I noted earlier, defendant Michael Miskey and the other individuals Okay, just so you guys understand what's going on here. So this um, uh, Michael Miskey is like a super duper, I guess, um, businessman with a lot of clout. So a couple years ago, a police officer actually attempted to arrest him. Get this. And after he attempted to arrest him, okay, <laughs> he's driving his car and suddenly he hits uh a building, if I remember correctly, or a pole, and they find him drunk and passed out in the passenger seat. So he gets charged criminally with the DUI. So this police officer was like, dude, they charged me criminally with a DUI. My career is, you know, I was in the passenger seat. I'm not understanding, like, what's going on here. This is retaliation. Turns out, state prosecutor, federal, oh my gosh, there are so many involved covering up for this Miski guy. And you have to wonder, like, what is going on, right? What are they doing? Why are they doing this? So that's one. So that just happened. And that's been an investigation for a couple of years because this poor other guy has been on trial all this time. So now we move on to the state of Ohio that just got rocked. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, Democrats, man, they're all over the place. Ohio just got rocked because it's Republicans too. And what people don't seem to understand is there is no two party. They just pretend there is. They try to tell you that there is. It's not. So bribery charges, right? $60 million from these guys that were once Republicans, then went liberals. You know, if you look at their, uh, you know, history. But the Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder and four others on Tuesday morning were um, arrested by the FBI for a $60 million bribery case. See, these people see this quid pro quo stuff happens all the time, but it shouldn't. And this is now unfolding slowly, unfolding slowly. So uh, let's see if this article has everybody's in there. Yeah. So Neil Clark, founder of Grand Street Consultants, uh, which the USA Today called one of the best connected lobbyists in Columbus. The former Ohio Republican Party chair consultant, Matthew Borges. Juan Quispedes, the co-founder of the Oxley Group in Columbus. And Jeffrey Longstreth, he was an advisor to Householder. All of them down for $60 million in a bribery case. Now, if that doesn't tell you that we're draining the swamp, I don't know what does. See, because once you get them on this, <laughs> they'll give up the higher ups. See, that's how you get a weed. You loosen the roots and then you follow. And that's where it goes. In the meantime, the media is really, really upset because today on air, someone called our press secretary, get this, a B-I-T-C-H. Uh, here's the clip from Methods. Let me play it for you about mail mass mail out voting or questions about mail mass mail out voting and i know you don't want to hear them which is why you talk over me 
but I encourage you to read the op-ed. Yes. On the China vaccine research. This yes. is very You've gotten two questions, which is more than some of your colleagues. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. Okay, there are oh my God! Did you hear that? Mail, mass mail did you hear that? Voting, Listen to it. Which is more than some of your colleagues. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. Okay, okay, you there are questions. Huh? She just called her a bitch. Oh dear! Did you see that? This is how insanely upset they are. They're losing so hard that they are coming out, and they don't care who sees it. So, uh, it, you know, we have about 10 minutes to this hour. I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this legislation. We're going to go through the CARES Act together so you can see it. We're also going to talk about DNA vaccines. Now, we talked about this in March where I said how you target things and how uh, vaccines actually alter your DNA. Well, now there was this other YouTube channel that I found. Uh, actually, Haley sent it to me and she was like, whoa, people are catching on to what you were saying before. And he did this whole thing on how DNA vaccines alter your DNA. They target your DNA. Like I was talking about that tonight. And the reason it would work is because the coronavirus itself, the one that supposedly is attacking everyone, you know, has that uh, 33 long strand of adenine, which allows for sticky feet. And like I said, the seam is so sticky. It, it looks like they've probably used, you know, um, uh, uh, an, they probably use something that is not biological to do it. So we're going to talk about that too in the next hour. Um, but just to um, kind of uh, get this hour going out, I want to talk about Tucker Carlson. So you guys know I adore him. And I want you to hear what his response was to the New York Times publishing his address, which then they came out and said, oh, no, we didn't do it. Yeah, you didn't do it because he called you out for it. But I want you guys to listen to what he had to say uh, in regards to this. And to be honest, out of all the people that are being alleged to have sexual, you know, whatever misconduct, someone must be hungry, right? Um, Tucker Carlson is the only person that I could say, yeah, right. Uh, so I'm just saying, yeah, right. Take a listen to this. One more thing before we go tonight. Since this show began almost four years ago, I've really tried not to talk about myself on the air or even use the first person pronoun. The last thing this country needs is more narcissism. It's not very interesting anyway. People who use the word I a lot tend to bore everyone but themselves. But tonight we're going to make an exception to that rule. We don't have much choice. Last week, the New York Times began working on a story about where my family and I live. As a matter of journalism, there is no conceivable justification for a story like that. The paper is not alleging we've done anything wrong, and we haven't. We pay our taxes. We like our neighbors. We've never had a dispute with anyone. So why is the New York Times doing a story on the location of my family's house? Well, you know why. To hurt us to injure my wife and kids so that I will shut up and stop disagreeing with them. They believe in force. We've learned that. Two years ago, a left-wing journalist publicized our home address in Washington. A group of screaming Antifa lunatics showed up while I was at work. They vandalized our home. They threatened my wife. She called 911 while hiding in a closet. A few weeks later, they showed up again at our house. For the next year, they sent letters to our home threatening to kill us. We tried to ignore it. It felt cowardly to sell our home and leave. We raised our kids there in the neighborhood, and we loved it. But in the end, that's what we did. We have four children. It just wasn't worth it. 
But the New York Times followed us. The paper has assigned a political activist called Murray Carpenter to write a story about where we are now. They've hired a photographer called Tristan Spinsky to take pictures. Their story about where we live is slated to run in the paper this week. Editors there know exactly what will happen to my family when it does run. I called them today and I told them, but they didn't care. They hate my politics. They want this show off the air. If one of my children gets hurt because of a story they wrote, they won't consider it collateral damage. They know it's the whole point of the exercise, to inflict pain on our family, to terrorize us, to control what we say. That's the kind of people they are. They'll deny this, of course. They'll claim it's just journalism, just the facts. Really? So how would Murray Carpenter and his photographer Tristan Spinsky feel if we told you where they live, if we put pictures of their homes on the air? What if we publicized the home address of every one of the soulless robot editors at the New York Times who assigned and managed this incitement to violence against my family? What about the media editor, Jim Windolph? We could do that. We know who they are. Would that qualify as journalism? We doubt they'd consider it journalism. And, you know, it doesn't, it, it, you know, what he's saying is true. Happens to me too, you guys. You know, they'll use anything against you to shut you up. I mean, Tucker Carlson is the threat. He's the number one viewed show in the nation. He is red-pilling people across the planet. Of course, they want to take him off. And think about it. CNN and New York Times investigators. Man, I'm going to tell you something about the New York Times. And we're going to be here and I'll have a camera set up hopefully. Um, I actually got a camera. It was like on the cheaper end um, to test it out. I'm going to have to send it back. But I'm going to have one of the biggest boxes of popcorn and we're going to watch all of them perp because that's going to come out. You know, that is going to come out. The New York Times has got, you know, Maggie Haberman better start getting one of those plastic therapy dolls that her uh, co-worker has in her bag to remind her of a time where she felt safe with Barack Hussein Obama. Are you kidding? Your children were not safe with him. You felt safe. I mean, I mean, she would, right? She's not a kid. She's over the age of 12. So whatever. Um, so I want to end this with this hour, this segment with um, another piece of Tucker Carlson uh, that he put out. I tweeted it out. I actually sent a letter um, to St. Louis. I'm so PO'd and I'm glad the attorney general stood up. But they wanted to um, actually charge the couple that tried to protect themselves from the Black Lives Matter slash paid agitators for brandishing weapons to scare them to stay off their property. He now faces four years in prison and up to a $10,000 fine for the crime of defending himself when no one else would. Mark Poklosky joins us tonight. Mark, thanks so much for coming on. I can't imagine how you feel like you've woken up in a country you don't recognize. Um, Tell us where you are right now legally, if you would. Well, it's a totally upside-down world, Tucker. The people that broke into my neighborhood, they're all trespassing. The, the, the guy that recruited it, that planned this event, said the next day that he intended to break the law, that it was his, he needed to break laws in order to send his message. None of those people are arrested. None of those people are charged. The prosecutor, the, the circuit attorney, has apparently decided that her job as a prosecutor isn't to keep us safe from criminals but to keep the criminals safe from us. It's, it's a bizarre, upside-down world. I've 
been a little irritated by this process until today. Now I'm just flat out pissed off. I mean, this, is, this has gotten to be outrageous. Well, you should be afraid, too. I mean, the, the force of the state is coming down on you for exercising the most basic right that exists. It's a natural right, the right of self-defense. Are you going to stay in a place that seeks to put you in prison for defending yourself? You know, everybody has to stand up and, and, and do what's right. And I'm not going to be bullied. I'm, I'm not going to be intimidated. The left, the mob, uses social intimidation and threats to get people to knuckle under and, and apologize for doing what's right. And we're not going to apologize for doing what's right. We're not going to back down and we're not going to move. That's exactly what we should all be doing. Every single one of us. The minute, you know, social media trolls get on you, jump on it. Be like, nah, man, who are you? You're sitting on your lawn chair, wiping Doritos on your shirt. You live in your mom's basement. You're a loser. And you're going to sit there and tell me that I don't have the right to defend myself. And you know, I can already foresee with that legislation that we're going to go through after this five minute break that we're just coming up to that uh, you're going to see how now they've empowered your states. Your states can take you from your home and harvest what they need in, in, in interest of the public. This should terrify every single person. And the thing is, the only reason I caught it, and I must have caught it and just didn't realize it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I knew it was supposed to happen where there was going to be a, a lawsuit filed because they actually took someone away and forcibly in a state uh, took his uh, plasma to heal people forcibly. And, uh, you know, I remember that happening, but I didn't know how it happened. And because greedy Kiev Klobuchar and this loser Republican wicker, right? They sponsored to add and change the verbiage to not just say blood, but also add plasma drove me nuts. And we're going to go through that because that'll dovetail into the DNA vaccines. So you understand why they are so desperate to get on you and think about it, man. If they could come to your house to take your blood and your plasma, what's next? Your organs? Oh, so-and-so is more important than you and you're matched. So get over here. I mean, that's, that's where we're going to go. Now, before I close, I just wanted to say the attorney general of Missouri has disallowed charges to go through uh, against that couple. He dismissed all the charges, went over the head of the prosecutor. But remember, these people had their house raided. They were charged with these felonies. And thank God the attorney general stepped in because he would have been taken down by the president of the United States. You know that he would have been taken down by all of us. And that's exactly what we should do. You know, we need to get like this big fat broom, walk into the house and sweep the trash out, walk into the Senate, sweep it out. And in your local cities and states, do the same. I'll see you guys right after this short break. real news all right 
right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Tori Says Show. This is the second hour, and we're going to hit the ground running with all this uh, stuff that's going around. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, today we had, you know, China, China, China. Why are we going after China? <laughs> that's going to start manifesting to you next week. Uh, you know, I've been trying to prime you to be able to accept, to understand how China was created, why China is there, why they're throwing so much behind. You know, this has been an ongoing over decades plan. And, you know, people need to understand just what it means. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> we're going to start seeing our president every day at 5 p.m. having a conference. He's starting that today. And it's very, very important that we pay attention. This is how we understand what is truly going on. And um, before before we get to uh, the CARES Act, because you know what's terrifying is, is that these people pass all these bills. We allow them to pass all these bills and they give us the talking points they want us to look at. And then when you point out other talking points that they don't want you to look at, they quickly shut you up. Now, This is why I told Laura Loomer, hey, whenever you're in there, I'm going to be the person that looks at all the legislation and I'll give you the hit points. Now, the CARES Act, I didn't pay attention to the whole act. I was more focused on something else at the time. But here we are. And this is where all of us need to start calling our state uh, representatives and senators to make sure that they will never ever be allowed under emergency powers to come and take something from our person. It is now in law, so you cannot change it. And the law itself seems pretty benign, but think about it. It's in the CARES Act for pandemics, which means that it is a critical component to public health. So if the public health officials are now using your money to raise awareness, pay for ads and promote you and your children, because now youths can go and donate blood and plasma. Whole blood is what it's called. Remember, plasma is 55% of your blood when they take it. Huh. They're paying with our money, your money. Your money is being used to advertise so they can raise that. Mm. So before we get into that, before we get into the DNA vaccines and talk about contact tracers, uh, that comes in to this The whole blood-sucking part. I mean, why else would a contract tracer want to find you? Not because you're infected, because they need you. That's the point. That's what it is. It's not removing you to quarantine you. It's removing you to harvest you. That's the whole point. And people have missed that point. I mean, why would they come and quarantine you and go, oh, I'm going to come get you. You got sick. There's nothing to get sick out of. But what they do want is your blood your parts, your body, your harvesting. This is why they have contact tracers. So we're going to go through that. But first, I want to play... First, oh, I really need to talk about this before I forget. General Flynn. So we, uh, I, I need to share this clip because it's important where they talk about, you know, the judge going completely rogue. He's hijacked the case. Remember, this guy is willing to die on a fake, you know, sword to save their butts because when General Flynn gets in there, he's one of those generals that's not like the others. They're in a lot of trouble. 
a lot of trouble. And they do not want that to happen at all. They're holding on as much as they can. Soon lawyers from Michael Flynn accusing federal judge Emmett Sullivan of, quote, hijacking the criminal case against the former national security advisor. Andy McCarthy, former assistant U.S. attorney, Fox's contributor. Andy, good day to you and good morning. Here is the quote that I pulled morning, out. Bill. The umpire cannot force the teams to play extra innings after the game is over. What happens in the Flynn matter, Andy? Well, the game really should be over, Bill. This is a litigation between the United States, it's the federal government, uh, and Michael Flynn, they now have agreed on a resolution of the case, which means in constitutional law terms, there is no longer a case or controversy, which means the federal court has very limited jurisdiction to do anything. Basically, in this instance, the only thing the judge has the power to do is dismiss the case. And that is what Judge Sullivan's resisting doing. And I think what both Flynn and the Justice Department are telling the Court of Appeals is the game's over. It's time to go home. Yeah, he, meaning the judge, the players and the spectators, need to go home and turn off the floodlights. Maybe- no, what he needs to do is get off that damn bench. We have too many corrupt clowns sitting on those benches. We need to get rid of all of them. I'd like to start with Chief Justice Roberts, to be honest. So here's where we get into the really nitty-gritty part. See, uh, I've, I've been saying this. We've got three branches of government. Unlike Ocasio-Cortez, we know them. It's the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. Now, the executive, President Trump, his administration. The legislative, all these clowns that have been elected. But the judicial... We don't elect, well, we elect some people, but the majority of them allow the executive and the legislative to go on with what they do. That is the most important branch of government ever, because without the judicial branch, they cannot front for the Democrats. They cannot front for the Republicans. They can't front for the fourth unelected branch. Judge Collier should be tried for treason, she should be, hey, we're starting executions. Why not? Because what she did was horrific. Horrific. And I've been saying it so since 2018. <laughs> since 2018. Well, on my show. Before that, it was 2016. The day that Carlin resigned after they got spanked. I was like, great. So now she's going to head into that FISA court and sign it off. And, you know, I got maybe one like, two likes. I think it was from TJ Spooky. Maybe he knows too, right? But that was about it. It's like, you guys, hey, let's wake up. These people are the ones controlling everything. They cannot, they cannot do what they're doing without the backing of the judges because they're the ones that execute the law, which, you know, SCOTUS gate, man, that's going to be massive. So I want to go to um, Kaylee's five-minute presser. I think it was like 10 minutes. I'm not going to go through the questions. I want you to listen what she says, what she is telling you. She came right on the heels of the Department of Justice's uh, announcement, which is like, why are you guys overlapping? Just listen carefully, because these are things we should pay attention to. I mean, why would the White House have their press secretary out and giving a, you know, a presser when they knew that the Justice Department is going to be doing one? Good morning, everyone. By any objective standard, the violence, chaos, and anarchy in Portland is unacceptable. 
Yet Democrats continue to put politics above peace while this president seeks to restore law and order. Governor Kate Brown, a Democrat governor of Oregon, said that the president should, quote, stop playing politics, called law enforcement officers secret police, and likened it to, quote, a dictatorship. The governor also called on the president to get his officers off the streets. Democrat Mayor of Portland, Todd Wheeler, said the president is trying to look strong for his base while you had Democrats on the Hill, Nancy Pelosi, calling these officers stormtroopers, and Jim Clyburn calling them the Gestapo. This rhetoric is unhelpful and gives the violence we have seen a pass. But President Trump will not give the violence a pass. He will restore order where the Democrat governor and the Democrat mayor are unwilling to admit that they have lost control of their city. The well-organized mob in Portland has become increasingly aggressive, especially against law enforcement officers. Individuals have thrown bricks, chunks of concrete, glass bottles, feces, balloons filled with paint, pig's feet, slingshots to hurl ball bearings, and batteries at federal agents and the courthouse. Multiple attempts to barricade officers in the Hatfield Courthouse have occurred, attempts to start the structure on fire as well. Use of eyesight damaging laser devices have been used and strobe lights against federal agents as well. But according to Speaker Pelosi, when asked about the violent removal of statues, uh, people will do what they do. The Trump administration urges state and local officials to work cooperatively to restore law and order. Operation Legend is a great example of this. At the governor's request, we went into Kansas City and surged the area with federal assets, FBI, DEA, ATF, and U.S. Marshals. This was named after Legend Talaferro, a four-year-old young boy who lost his life and was shot in his bed tragically. This has been a successful operation uh, that has been waged in his name, including the arrest of wanted fugitives. Similarly, President Trump is taking action in Portland, even though you have a Democrat mayor and Democrat governor unwilling to work with us in this situation. We are surging resources, uh, along with Secretary Wolf at DHS, and augmenting the Federal Protective Service to safeguard federal property. The bottom line is that this president stands with law and order, which leads to peace, and we will not allow Portland to become the new chop like what we saw in Seattle. And with that, I'll take questions. John. All right. So basically, what did this presser say? You could cry all you want. If you don't put it in order, we're coming in because those citizens are not going to stand for it. And we're not going to let them get hurt. Right. We're not going to let them get hurt. And they called them, you know, uh, what, what did uh, what did Pelosi call them? Stormtroopers. Yeah, you know it. It's Star Wars. Remember, president said it's a war domain is space. And you have to think why. Now, there was a question, and I'll answer that before we get into our, uh, you know, um, dystopia that they want, um, which is who assigned Ben Collins, Will Sommers, and Maggie Haberman to target Q? Now, I've said this so many times over the year, like the Daily Beast foams at the mouth with anything Q. And I got communication from all of the clowns the minute I put a Q in Times Square. I put it there. And this was done a couple years ago. And they were like, who's Q? You need to tell us. We're going to tell, you know, blah, 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 that you're probably it. No, 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 Foaming at the mouth. Right? Foaming at the mouth. And I was like, 
why are you so upset? Why don't you ask the president? Why don't you ask that unnamed agency who Q is or what it is? And they never contacted me again, except to harass me for putting up the uh, General Flynn billboard. Uh, you know, I had Patricia, uh, who's a Trump girl strong on Twitter. She's a really good friend of mine. I love her. And, I, you know, she was like, yeah, I was like, hey, maybe, you know. There's a PSYOP 101 right there. Uh, we should do this. We should put General Flynn's picture and, and dawn Times Square. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so ask for it. Because, you know, you can have that as a remuneration. Ask for it. Because I had already pushed the envelope with the, with the billboard people. And that was it. That's how we put General Flynn in Times Square. Because you know what? And guess what? You don't have to be a millionaire. You just have to want it that bad. You want it that bad. Do you know how many pictures were taken with the queue? And hey, every day, every hour, four times, every hour, every day, there's a flaming queue in Times Square because I put it there. And so that is what you do. You gaslight them with the thing that bothers them. What bothers them? The unknown. What bothers them? An effective movement that is dismantling everything they created. Everything they created over 200 years, slowly, brick by brick by brick. You come in like a bull in a china cabinet and just take it down. I mean, I am one of the... <laughs> I'm not one to stand there and be like, oh, I'm just going to tiptoe around this. Uh, so all of us should be like that. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for good. Stand up for America. That is exactly what we should be doing. We should be the soldiers of Iwo Jima holding up our president as tall as we can. That's what we should be doing. And, you know, and we should be loud. And the president even said, use the law, do it. I, I actually am looking for um, an attorney here where I am because I'm going to file an injunction. I saw a senator or someone that's running for state Senate file an injunction in his area for mandating masks. I'm going to do the same thing because apparently if I'm walking out on the street and I'm doing it all the time and I haven't gotten cited yet, but if, if, if someone cites me, Oh my gosh, I remember someone was like, I'm not going to give this to you. You need to wear a mask. I was like, all right, then call the police. They're, they're like right there. Have them give me a ticket. So the police guy comes over and they were like, she's not wearing a mask. And he was like, okay, cite her. And, and I was like, cite me. He's like, no, I'm not going to cite her. I see him every day. See, because I live in a building where FedEx can't come to my door. I made sure of that when it came out full. Bl I'm, I, you guys, one day I will tell my story. But, you know, he was like, I'm not. And I was like, damn it. Come on, just cite me. <laughs> this is all I need. So I'm going to actually, I'm actively, I have a name. I'm going to contact him because I want to file it. Uh, you know, just put it in there and just oh, maim the mayor. So this is what all of us should be doing. I mean, it costs what forty bucks. Um, you know, I, I can I can get that done, right? I, I can get forty bucks. That's what like a couple packets of cigarettes or you know uh, a coffee. I'll do it. I'll, I'll I'll file it because that says something, right? That's what we should do. Now, I'm going to pull up the actual legislation. Okay, that was passed um, in Congress for the CARES Act. So a lot of people in the chat asked, well, you know, can states overrule federal law? Yes. But listen, 
It doesn't say in the legislation that you could go into someone's house and harvest them. Remember, kind of like Joe Biden's thing. It doesn't say in the legislation, hey, we're going to like abolish the police. It says everything else. Now, when you create legislation, as I share this um, screen with you guys to see it, um, when you create legislation, the key thing here is what's put in the legislation. So you'll see here, it's um, uh, the CARES Act. Um, it started, well, we all know that they started in 2019 and I'll get to that too and we'll discuss that. Um, but here it talks about, you know, during a pandemic, uh, you know, this is for Corona, Coronavirus Aid, Relief and Economic Security Act, uh, emergencies, rulemaking authority, and then what businesses are doing and then supporting America's healthcare system. Let me see if I can zoom this in for you guys to follow. Let me see if, um, for those of you that are watching, that's pretty good, right? So you can see it. So, uh, let's go back to it. So here is where we're going to go to, I think it's three, two, two, six. So here miscellaneous provisions, confidentiality and disclosure of records relating to substance use disorder. So if you're a drug addict, you're still, com it's confidential. Nutrition services, how much food do you have? You know what you're doing. Continuity of service for participants in community service activities under Title V of the Older Americans Act. So we're talking ARP status, guidance on protected health information. So now, now they're saying, what is it that we determine is um, uh, you know, protected health information, this, this, wow, this is not good. This over here is not, whatever, who cares? We're not going there anyway. So they start changing it. Reauthorization of healthy start program and importance of blood supply. So that's where we're going to go. Where the heck is my, uh, I can't highlight it. So that's okay. Fair enough. Leave it alone. So here we go. This is the part that I didn't read these miscellaneous provisions. Uh, and that's because I was, you know, you know, maybe I was like busy with, you know, saying stuff to juries who knows. Right. So, um, this totally slid under me. So if you see here, it says the importance of blood supply, this is a specific section. So what did I notice yesterday that sounded the alarm? Okay. And thank God for bringing it to me. Let me share it with you. So you can see just how greedy they are because if they weren't greedy and if they weren't so brazen, then guess what? Um, I wouldn't have seen it. So here is an announcement from Kiev Klobuchar who says she announced it on July 8th. Uh, to introduce legislation to raise awareness of plasma donation program. Now, first of all, plasma is not donated. You're paid for it, right? And it says those that have recovered from coronavirus infection have antibodies to the disease in their blood, which may help others fight the virus. So Senator Amy Klobuchar, Kiev Klobuchar from Minnesota, again, that twin city, and Roger Wicker, a Republican, guess we need to replace that clown, have decided to raise awareness of the importance, importance of donating plasma. 
And to quote, the coronavirus pandemic is a national public health crisis, and it's critical we work together to fight the virus. This legislation would help raise awareness about the importance of donating plasma as we work toward finding a vaccine and developing treatments. Ensuring that Americans continue to donate blood and plasma is an important part of our nation's response to coronavirus epidemic, said Wicker. I am glad to join Kiev Klobuchar to bring attention to this important issue. BS. This is what they propose. They propose to this bill uh, that that's already in law, an amendment. And this amendment, you guys, this is where it gets terrifying. Again, people are going to be, well, the bill doesn't say it doesn't, but it says that it's important. And as long as it says it's important, guess what that means? They can come and get you. Because your director of health is never elected. They're appointed. And they don't have, nobody can take them down. I know in the state of Ohio, the director of health was just like handing out, you know, whatever. And she had her own team that she designated that you couldn't even appeal. And apparently during coronavirus, you know, these blood banks, these farms where they're taking all our blood, right, were open and ready for business. So in this one, there are um, four sections and uh, they have their subsections. Here it is. In carrying out subsection A, now here's where it goes nuts. The Secretary of Health of Human Services, referred to the section as Secretary, shall carry out a national campaign to improve awareness of and support outreach to the public and health care providers. So now your doctors are going to be coaxing you about the importance and safety of blood donation and need and the need for donations for blood supply during the public health emergency declared by the Secretary under Section 319 of the Public Health Service Act, blah, 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 with respect to COVID. What does that mean in English? That this is very important and that we need you to donate blood. Now, what's really weird, okay, is that I want you to let this sink in, okay? We know that these clowns, thank you everyone for the supers. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you so much. Um, So... uh, What we realize is that these people had shipped our jobs overseas, right? They shipped our jobs overseas. Guess what? They're also shipping our blood. So this whole planet has about 7 billion people on it, right? About 6, 7 billion. Our nation has 350 million people. How many of those would be giving blood? Would you say 100 million, right? 100 million, maybe. And that's pushing it. Well, out of those 100 million Americans, 75% of all blood in plasma harvested from humans on the planet comes from Americans. Are you understanding this? 75% of all global blood is harvested from Americans. I don't need to repeat that, do I? You get what I'm saying. And not only that, if you remember in my episode last Monday where I introduced you to how they're using our poor Americans, our impoverished Americans, and the majority of them are the dildo waivers and the, and the ones that are resisting, right? They're using them. Our drug addicts. They're using them and milking them like cows. You remember that guy said, I'm like a cow. I provide a product. And he gets paid, right? 
Well, out of all that blood and all that plasma they collect in the United States, only about 10% of that goes to our hospitals. What? What? So where does the rest go? Huh? Well, it gets sold for profit to three major global organizations. So here's where we're going to go to my article so I can walk you through this because this is, you know, uh, I was writing it yesterday and I was just like, oh my gosh, I really wish I knew how this um, upgrade I got (laughs) works better. I guess maybe that's why I don't because I'm not supposed to know the lottery tickets. All right. So in this article, you guys, I kind of put down the facts, which is they slipped in blood harvesting in the CARES Act. And even though what you see in the act uh, clearly, and I put it out there, states that it's for marketing and to promote what I read. The weird part is, is the reporting to Congress. So it says not later than two years after the date of enactment of this act. The secretary shall submit to the Committee on Health, Education, and Labor and Pensions of the Senate and the Committee on Energy and Commerce of the House of Representatives a report that would include the description of activities carried out under subsection A, meaning how did you spend all that money that the taxpayers paid to promote and and increase, uh, you know, blood drives. Two, a description of trends in blood supply donations. What worked? How did we hijack the reality? How did we convince them? What was more effective to make people go in there so we can harvest this? And three, an evaluation of the impact of public awareness campaign, including any geographic or population variations. So they want to know how do they target specific populations and uh, demographics to make it more effective. Now, the weird thing is, Committee on Energy and Commerce, committee on, tell me why I, I can, I can tell you, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, it's not yet. It's not time yet. Tell me why blood and plasma are of interest to the committee on energy and commerce. Why is blood of interest to the committee on energy and commerce? You understand? That's what you need to think of. Why is the why why is energy and commerce even included in harvesting blood? I want you guys to let that percolate for a bit because we're going to revisit back revisit it at the end of August. We're going to revisit it at the end of August. That's when we can start talking about it at the end of August. I want you to understand that because there's some freaky patents. Freaky, freaky patents. And I even mentioned that in the article. I said, uh, specifically, what, what did I say? I said, uh, the, the whole uh, commerce thing is a whole can of worms on its own. And, uh, you know, that, you know, there's a patent for that. Now, I want you guys to understand, look at this. They have city bank sponsored cards to pay the donors, Now, something about the United States that's different from every other nation is that we pay our donors. We pay because they sell it. Again, 75% of all blood harvested from humans comes from Americans. And over 70% of that gets sold and shipped overseas. Okay? Now, in 2019, when the CARES Act was first started, right? 
Our good old devil, George Soros, purchased for, um, what was it? He, he made a huge investment in Griffles. Griffles is one of three of the major uh, plasma and blood companies. They are pharmaceutical companies that buy human plasma that is harvested and create medications from it. That's what they say. So he buys this. Now, I tweeted this out back in March when they all got busted for selling stocks. And I said, well, what about all those senators and congresspersons that bought specific stocks through their shell companies that will soar in the aftermath? What is going to soar? Well, this is a $50 billion industry. And if you're selling plasma, you're making tons of money, tons of money. So where, you know, Amy Klobuchar, she still owes us $10 million from that fake shell company down in Georgia where she was awarded a Navy contract to produce weapons and no weapons were produced. Maybe it's sitting in a warehouse, but apparently the office of that is just a closet, but I digress. So I want you guys to understand that, first of all, the word donation means that you're making a gift and it's a free contribution. But in our law, if you get paid for, a, for something, the person owns it and you're selling you. And if you remember on Monday, what I said is plasma is the most important part component of your whole blood system because it has all your antibodies and it has other goodies like exosomes. That's another, you know, more intricate topic that people like. Those are like vesicles, like transport vesicles that hold uh, DNA, uh, uh, well, transcription, RNA, little like viruses that tell the rest of your cells what to do. They're very important. Uh, so I told you that the problem that we're going to have is that if someone gets a hold of your plasma, they can actually create highly specific bioweapons to target you. Bio-specific weapons to target you. Oh, you think it's a hoax or, oh, conspiracy theory. Well, guess what? There's a patent for that, and I found it. And this patent is an older patent. Oh, did you see this? Young donor consent form? Yeah, this is for children that they must be 15 years old and weigh at least 115 pounds. And uh, 15 and 16-year-olds require this signed young donor consent. I have an article on Tori Says on how Chicago was targeting um, children uh, as young as 14 to become uh, registered donors, organ donors. I'm telling you, man, it's like right there. So the problem that I have is that when someone harvests, and I'm speaking from a scientific, scientific perspective, I am a scientist, is your plasma can be used against you, and not just you, people that share commonalities with you. This is how eugenics happens. This is how you keep the population under control. This is how you turn someone off. And you know what? You get injected with something, or you, you get a vaccine that's supposedly good for you and it's highly targeted, There's, if they have created anti-self bodies, you're dead. So what is an anti-self body? So uh, I don't know if any of you out there have allergies. 
So an allergic reaction is when your own body attacks itself. Some people get scratches, you know, you get your, you know, B cells activated, you know, and they just, you know, your innate, uh, you know, immune system gets activated and it's super agitating. You like scratch and you swell, right? But then there's other people that it's more deadly where their throat just swells up and they're gone in like a minute, right? They're dead. Uh, so, uh, others, uh, other, uh, you know, immune responses are blood clotting. And so you can have a blood clot that'll like bell out and create an aneurysm and you'll die or give you a stroke or heart attack. And you know what? It looks totally normal. Who would know that you got injected with anti-self antibodies? It's what happens afterwards. Oh, maybe they ate something that they were allergic to. Oh, you know, things like that just happen. Things like that just happen. You know, that's what happens. Now, the funny thing is, is that this patent, and I'm going to share the screen with you of this patent here. Um, This patent is um, now owned by a company that's in England, the one that said that it was hacked. (laughs) Um, So they created production of anti-self antibodies from antibody segment repertories and displayed on five... Okay, so basically these people were inventing these and how to invent them. Now, this uh, was actually filed in 1991, bioweapons, and they were actually bought out by AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca actually is the one that is creating a vaccine uh, using uh, the patent that George uh, Soros and uh, Bill Gates own, which is the coronavirus, right? So here we are where we have the same usual actors, right, having access to one of the most dangerous weapons, you, uh, your information, and your very specific information in regards to your immunity. This is the scariest thing ever. And the thing is, they put it in our law. And you're going to say, Tori... Listen, man, it says marketing and, and it may include, look, awareness of the campaign. Well, let's, let me, let me pull up the bill so you can see the actual bill, not the screenshot. Hold on. You're going to, I want you to understand how legislation works. This is why we have the problems we have with social media, which by the way, guys, if uh, everything we were saying was a conspiracy theory and it was a lie, then why are they trying so hard to shut us up? Right, right, right. But yeah, nobody questions that. So take a take a look. Let me like zoom in here so you guys can read it too. So it says an awareness campaign is carrying out this, which is, you know, making sure that people know that it's critical. Uh, pr- uh, to, listen to this. Enter into contracts with one or more public and private nonprofit entities. Oh, great. More money laundering to establish a national blood donation. How much you want to make a bet? Some of these are uh, um, open society foundations. Um, awareness campaign that may include television, radio, internet, newspaper, public service announcement, and other activities to provide for public and professional awareness and education. Consultation. Huh. In carrying out this, the secretary shall, shall consult with the commissioner of, you know, the FDA, assistant secretary for health, the director of centers of, of the CDC, and the director of National Institute of Health, and the heads of other relevant federal agencies and relevant accrediting bodies and representative organizations. Huh. Do you know what this is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
translate this legalese because this is what they do. They use words and verbiage that allow for anyone. Uh, the final sentence is like everybody and their mother, whoever they want. Representative organizations. So federal agencies and relevant accrediting bodies and representative organizations. So for those of you that are of the, uh, oh, thank you, Rochelle. I appreciate you. So for those of you that are over the age of 65, you get these harassing phone calls from these crazy people that are like, hi, I'm calling you from Matrix Medical. I just wanted to tell you about this uh, great, you know, free, um, a free service that your insurance provides. I have a contract with them and I want to send one of my nurse practitioners to come and check out your house. So that way when you're older and if you slip and you fall, I know where you live. I know you have steps and I'm going to throw you in a nursing home and take all of your social security. I just, you know, just ran straight to the end point. That's exactly why they're there. And so they ask you stupid questions. Can you raise your arms? Let's just do an assessment. And they ask you all these stupid, crazy questions. You know, oh, I'm from, what is it called? Uh, um, um, advocate. I'm your something, something advocate. Oh, gosh, I forget. There, there's so many of these companies. These are the, the representative organizations and relevant accredited bodies. They're people that don't speak English that call you when you're over 65. They call your mother. They call your father and they're just like, Hey, I'm just calling to do like an annual health screening that Medicare and it's voluntary. Oh, and we want to see if you're eligible for like extra help. And then they go through all of this and they're not telling you, Hey, we're asking you all this financial information. Cause when you die, the house you paid off, we're going to take it and pay for everything we paid for. That's called state recovery. So <laughs> that's all in the laws. All of the, that verbiage in C tells you these specific individuals. Oh, the CDC, the FDA, uh, you know, NIH. And then it's like heads of other relevant federal agencies. So what's relevant? The FBI, ATF, CIA, NRO. What is it? Space Force, the U.S. Army. Who's the relevant? Oh, they decide. That's why it's not specific. And then it also says, oh, and uh, relevant accrediting bodies. Who's the accrediting body? What do you mean by accrediting body? Like the American Heart Association, the diabetes. Which one? Yeah, patient advocate. Thank you, Holly. Uh, which one is it? Uh, and then they say representative organizations like what, like these people that cold call from India from like matrix medical and patient advocate and all this stuff that are just garnering and collecting information on our elderly without their knowledge, not telling them that it is not guys. I have been filing with the department of justice against these practices from 2009 when they started implementing them. Like when they started asking them questions about their medications, when I saw, and I was auditing calls and I remember hearing a doctor literally say, well, we're not going to give them that. They're going to get the generic one and make sure you push because we need to sell it from our subscription service. They do that. I file that. Guess what? We're still here because what? Obamacare. That's why. So look at this, 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 your director of health of your state can take this and say blood and plasma because they, they now push the amendment and it's had a second read to say, so they're going to change this article here, this section to importance of the blood supply and plasma. Hold on. I think I have the link to show you where they did that. Oh gosh, darn it. Do I, 
Did I not put it in the article? That's what Amy Klobuchar, it's on the, it's on the website of the Senate anyway and in Congress because it's in the House. Oh, there it is. In uh, the section, there is the amendment. I will open up the amendment so you guys can see it right now. Because you got to see, this is where they're greedy. They want everything. And, you know, a lot of people don't seem to understand just how scary this is. So here it is. To Let me zoom in. To update the blood donation public awareness campaign of the Department of Health and Human Services to include public awareness on plasma donation. In the Senate of the United States on July 2nd, Ms. Kiev Klobuchar, for herself, and Mr. Wicker, what a clown, wimpy Wicker, introduced the following bill. It was read twice and referred to the Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pension. Well, why not energy and freaking commerce? Because you said they're in charge of blood and plasma, right? So they said to be enacted, short title, uh, they, they put plasma donation awareness acts. So now they've also given it a short title, Plasma Donation Awareness Act. So they've just added that on, which means it's even more important because it's already a separate thing. So they're saying in the section, we're just going to insert and plasma after the word blood. That's what they did. So these blood suckers want your blood and you think contract tracers are going to come take you out of your house because you're sick well one they could steal your kids that's number one number two they're not coming for you because you're sick they don't give a crap if you die on your kitchen floor bathroom floor bedroom in the shower they really don't care what they care about is well now that we've tested you and we've got you documented, looks like your plasma is very interesting and it will help the world. Next thing you know, you're sla- you know, they tell everyone, oh, he's sick. We're taking him and all they're doing is running you dry in some lab because you have antibodies. They're literally doing that in Canada right now to O negative blood pools. This is it. And what they want exactly is the junk DNA because uh, that's where the junk DNA hides the information. And I don't know if you meant to say it uh, because you put the low, but that's a fact. Uh, junk DNA has uh, the coding for exosomes. Exosomes are really important on transporting highly specific endogenous viruses. Remember, your body makes viruses. They don't just freaking turn up in the air. They have to be created in an organism. And the way they are deployed, because that's how they look, like viruses, to go and tell a cell, hey, you need to make this receptor. It goes out into like this bubble and it floats around and then it lands to the cell and it's like, make it. It's literally a virus. So when you're wearing your mask, you're re-inhaling viruses that could be faulty and cause you harm. This is why the mask is so stupid. But <laughs> I digress. What you need to focus on is these track, uh, these tracers and these apps that they're doing are to target you because they want you. They want to harvest you. This is what it is. Why else would they care? Oh, because you're sick and you're going to spread it. We all know it's, it's BS. We all know it. I mean, that's why it ends after Election Day. We all freaking know it. So what do they want? Think about it. What do they want? Why do they, why do they have contact tracers? Oh, so we could see how many people you're infecting. Shut up. No, it's not. You didn't do it for Zika. You didn't do it for the flu that suddenly ramped up with all these. We recommend a booster dose in 2018 and 2019. 
And then in 2020, everybody that got this booster dose and everybody who got the flu vaccine is dying. But, you know, coincidence. So contact tracing from your phone. Contact tracing from facial recognition when you go to Walmart, when you go to the doctor. Some hospitals are mandating that you get tested to be seen. Guys, I need to go see a doctor. I know I do. I, you know, my daughter is so sad for me because she's like, why aren't you going? And that's because they're going to force me to get tested. I already know I'm O negative. <laughs> they know it too. I mean, I guess, right? I'm on the system. I've been on the system since 1995 when I took my oath. So, you know, what we have to think about is, you know, what is it that they want? This is it. This is it. They told you from their legislation. Like, why else would they put it in there? Why would they say, oh, yeah, by the way, we need to raise awareness for blood. Why? We have all that blood. Just stop selling it overseas. Oh, we have a blood shortage. Maybe if you didn't sell it to Soros, you know, you know, we'd have more blood because we're only keeping 10%. I mean, that's, you know, there's going <laughs> to there's going to be a time you know, in the future where we're going to be looking back on this and not understanding just how insanely evil this is. This is a horror film and all of us are in the movie so we can't feel just how horrific it is. But if you step back and realize that without people's knowledge and consent, right? Without people's knowledge and consent, they are collecting this information so that they can find you and take what they want from you in the name of greater good. Why else do they have tracers? Tell me, will your governor give a crap if you die on your bathroom floor? No. Will your senator? Obviously not. They'll pretend it, you know, make, you know, tear, you know, use the, the fake tear thing. But they don't care what happens to us. They really don't. Because if they did, we wouldn't be in this position in the first place. Okay. They wouldn't have deployed this whole IIA. They wouldn't have had all these riots being paid for. They wouldn't have been lying to us. So they don't care about you. They don't care about you. You're human. They don't care. The thing that you have to think of one step ahead is why would you put that in the bill? So what, um, what people need to do is get in contact with your local state reps, your local Congress, local Senate, and tell them we need a law that says that never, ever, ever under any circumstance can the government under any, I don't care if aliens have come down and your sacrifice will save the world. They will never take anything from you. They will never harvest you. You need to get that in your state legislation because this, this ship has already freaking sailed. It has completely sailed. It's already in the law. So you're human, right? They don't care about you. All they want is to harvest you. And you know, you know, Amy, Kiev Amy, like what the heck? We have a blood shortage. We need more. Why are you spending my money for it? I don't want to advertise for it. We got enough blood. If you stop selling it to George Soros, who, by the way, yesterday, coincidentally, coincidentally, bought a Canadian plasma harvesting company off of a Korean company that owned it. 
So three companies, Octopharma, Griffles, and CSL. Check your senators and congresspersons who would be stupid enough to actually have it visible in their portfolio because I can guarantee you all of these clowns since 2019 freaking bought on it. So basically, they're spending our dollars to get Soros fat and rich by selling our blood and our plasma. Are you getting this? Because... I mean, if you have a better explanation why they have track tracers, right? Oh, I'm going to chase you and I'm going to train the people of the post office to trace. They're doing that. They're training post office workers to trace people. What? Post office. Your postman is going to roll up in his dinky, (laughs) dinky shorts and say, come with me. And he'll be like, yeah, hey, meet my nine. You know, this is it. Soros has been investing like crazy in blood derived products. I urge you on, you know, it's completely demonetized. I'm surprised that it's still up there. I must have some angels watching over me, uh, you know, um, but even though they still play ads, <laughs> they play ads. So I got to shut up or else I don't have this platform. But there, I labeled it hemovores. It was the episode I did on Monday, Right. That's really important, you guys. Can you believe it? That they're tracing us not to isolate us because we all know this is like, whatever. They want to harvest you. So what is it, where does it stop for the greater good? What if there's someone more important now because it's a national emergency or you know a pandemic or state emergency that they come and they just stick you in the lab and cut you up in pieces because they need you? This is it. This is it. You know, it always baffled me. Like, why the heck do they want to? Okay, they want to create a file. Harvesting parties. Didn't I tell you? North Dakota has been going crazy throwing these DNA harvesting parties. Guess what? You're just going to click on this QR code. You should see it. it, it I, I have a, uh, an image of uh, the governor of North Dakota with a you know, Mexican hat. It was like big trouble in little China. You know, he invested the whole state of North Dakota's stuff into China, was called out by Pompeo for being a Chinese friendly. He... His best friend is Bill Gates because he sold his company to Bill Gates and runs it, has a Microsoft office, you know, campus in North Dakota, owns almost 50 percent, 50 percent of the state of, of, of land of the city of Fargo. And this clown was throwing DNA harvesting parties and encouraging people to download this app that can track them. You think they care where you spread it? maybe they want to make you a super spreader. Maybe that's why they're dragging you at first. Hey, this person gets around. Let's infect them with the test swab. Come here. Let me test you. Guys, this is all about harvesting you. This is what you have to give them. And that bill tells you everything. I mean, why else would they put in, oh, we need to like increase plasma. Now, obviously, um, I wanted to touch base on this, but we talked about this in March. And we're going to talk about it again, uh, which is the Innovo $71 million contract uh, for, and get this, a DNA vaccine. You guys remember when I told you that every single vaccine alters your DNA. Now they're actually telling you they're doing it, which is pretty interesting. It alters your DNA. They've inserted other DNA. And there's like this video. Um, I don't know the guy, but um, Haley Kennington, who has her eyes everywhere, as well sent it to me i'm dropping it right now in the comments um he did a whole um video thing on the obviously on the technical stuff not so good but um if you guys want me to do just a separate show 
just on this, I'm more than happy to. Um, you know, we talked about it over March in, in April and even May on DNA vaccines and how vaccines were always intended to dar- target your DNA, always intended to change it, and always intended to hijack it. <laughs> Remember, you're human. They don't care. So uh, this uh, article um, pretty much says that the Department of um, Defense, uh, the Defense Health Program, paid them $71, billion, uh, $71 million to manufacture Selectra, which is a smart device um, for a COVID-19 DNA vaccine. And that link that I put in the comments, you should go watch it. Um, you know, like I said, look, the guy's not a scientist, Okay. He's not a scientist, but he did a pretty good job in putting together pieces. So, you know, hat tip, you know, I had $150,000 in school debt to, to understand it, dude. So he did a pretty good job. Uh, but um, yeah, okay, I'll do a special vaccine show. I'll do it this weekend. How's that? Since, you know, weekend, whatever, you know, we're all locked inside. Well, as, as I am. So um, I'll do that, guys. I'll do that. Now, on that note, my time is up. I can't even believe it. How does time fly like this? This is crazy, crazy. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.